0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to One Mission, the podcast. We're glad you've joined us. And today we have another very special guest and one who's a dear friend, and that would be Neil Hughes, who is the Associational Missional Strategist for the Montgomery Association, which involves not only Montgomery County, but Lowndes County has churches there. And he's been doing an outstanding job, and that's an understatement. We have a lot to talk about today, Neil, but we want to begin, the listeners who do not know you well, just talk briefly about your conversion, your call, and then we'll advance toward the topics which are ministry-related.
1: Well, thank you, Dr. Lance, for the privilege of coming to be with you today, and always a joy to see you and the fellowship with you and all of our associational and our Alabama Baptist family. I, I was nine months before I was born. I was I was a Southern Baptist. Uh, I was raised in a Southern Baptist family. My mother and daddy uh, were very very active in the local uh, Southern Baptist church. Uh, we grew up in Macon, Georgia. Uh, we had I was born in Birmingham, but raised in Macon. So I, I teased that I have dual citizenship. Yeah. But, uh, but there in Macon, the Sherlinda Baptist Church played a major, major role in my upbringing too. Uh, they were uh, We were very engaged. My dad was a deacon, later on a Sunday school director. My mother uh, taught Sunday school to young people. She was the WMU leader. She was the mission friends. At that time, we called it Sunbeams leader. She was the GA leader. I often teased that I became a GA because I got in trouble. And she may become in the GA yeah. area. So I was a GA, an RA, a Sunbeam. A, 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 all of that was an integral part of my life as a Southern Baptist. But at nine years of age, I had warmed to the fact that of what my parents had been saying from the day that I can remember, that Jesus loved me and had a wonderful plan for my life and that he died on the cross to save me from all of my sins. So at nine years of age, I made a public profession of faith there at the Charlotte Baptist Church. I often say that I gave my hand to the preacher, my heart to God, uh, and there shortly thereafter I was baptized, raised. Uh, in that church with Sunday school, and then later on with the youth choirs, and the uh, the I had a wonderful uh, mentor of mine who was our minister of music and youth. You know, in those days they combined it all. Yeah, and sure. uh, and Larry Walker just played a very very strong role of helping me to grow in love with the Lord, grow in love and discipling others. And then at age fifteen, I felt a real sense of calling that God had called me. In that day and time, we called it full time full vocational service well yeah, uh right. and i just knew that god had his hand and his heart on me and uh and that i wanted to preach the gospel for the rest of my life and that began to orchestrate uh direction vocationally for me and also in my academics i was Planning on going to University of Georgia, I was a, a journalist with our high school. I was a sports editor and also uh, the editor of our yearbook in my high school. And I had a scholarship ready to go to University of Georgia, a full-ride scholarship on the journalism scholarship. And my dad died very suddenly. Yeah. And my grandparents in Birmingham said, uh, Neil, uh, we want you to think about coming to Birmingham uh, and and just be near us and us near you we need each other in this season of grief and sorrow in response to dad's sudden passing and so we considered Sanford University my granddaddy arranged a full ride there so I had an opportunity to go to Sanford I just felt as I came on the campus that God was leading me there and there that really began to be a formal shaping of my career uh, a loving uh, Sanford University meeting friends that are now lifelong friends at Sanford. Later on, uh, I met my sweetheart Mary, who became my wife in 1981, and uh, we uh, graduated from Sanford that year. We got married that uh, that June, and we're off to Southwestern Seminary ah. uh, in Fort Worth, uh, and, and did our our seminary there, and then returned back to Alabama. I was pastor uh, in Birmingham for a while. And in 1987, uh, we moved to Montgomery, stayed there for 18 years as pastor uh, in this area. And then the North American Mission Board uh, summoned me to come to Atlanta and uh, we spent a, a, a long time there, officially retired from the North American Mission Board, and then returned in 2016 to be uh, Montgomery Baptist Association's Director of Mission.
0: Well, what a wonderful story. And we have some similarities, of course, in that particular era. I too had uh, a, a real uh, conversion experience, very close, similar to yours, a mm-hmm. calling at mm-hmm. age 15, almost 16. And then, of course, as uh, you began Sanford, your father died right before you did, and that happened to me as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I share that with you and a lot of the same kind of pilgrimages, except I went to New Orleans after mm-hmm. Sanford and enjoyed my time there. Neil, you are one of the more creative missional leaders in Alabama, and we, we really do appreciate the fact that you give that kind of energy and creativity— The people in the Montgomery area, the association, the pastors love you dearly. That is something that should never be taken for granted. You're well respected across the state. Being a member of the SBC executive committee, I know, is a challenge and sometimes a burden, but you bear it well, and we are grateful for your leadership there as, as well. Uh, Could you just tell us a couple of experiences you've had in ministry which shaped your ministry? Just some some experiences that happened that you know were turning points that helped you become the person that you are now and where you are in ministry.
1: Well, nonetheless, I think a lot of it began missionally. My heart is always... In, in, in endeared to to missions, to international missions, to uh, North American missions. Uh, I have a bad physical heart. I I had open-heart surgery at 9 and 19. Uh, and as I was coming into my career, Dr. Cal Guy yeah. at Southwestern played such a role in inspiring me yeah. to international missions. Hmm. And somehow he and I felt like that maybe that should be a part of my— trajectory to go that way. And so as we came in that day and time, you had to be in the pastorate for a good while post-seminary before they would allow you to make application. And so we did, after being in Birmingham for a couple of years, we Mary and I made application to then the Farm Mission Board. But because of my physical heart, they just would not allow that to happen. And that was okay at that time. We were raising our children and so forth. But in Montgomery, I had just another real sense of, of just tears in my eyes calling me to international bishops. And, and from that, uh, God just burned in my heart for lost souls Amen. in the international world. And, uh, uh, and so we tried again and they once again said, no, you know, don't call again. We're not going to let you go overseas, yeah. uh, as an international career missionary. So at that time I thought, okay, well, I'm going to pastor and raise missionaries. And, uh, and we did. Uh, God just blessed us at McGee Road Baptist Church. He filled our hearts and filled our, uh, our our church with a lot of future pastors, future missionaries, and others, and I really had settled that maybe I was the the raiser of missions. I was the raiser of yeah. mission funds and champion that cause, and I had settled into that. At about the same time, the Lord began to inspire upon my heart from experiences uh, in in our own backyard that there were a number of lost people. That I didn't necessarily have to cross the Atlantic, just the Alabama River to impact a lost community. And from that began the birthing of the Community of Hope. Uh, Project Hope, it was first known to be, we started the Hope Community Church. And this was an outreach effort of going into apartment communities all over our city. 53 sites that we had in Mm. the uh, late 1900s, uh, uh, the uh, early part of the 21st century. And uh and we began to see a lot of lives change. Yeah. And the Lord just began to shape me with at the same time, the Montgomery Baptists, the Alabama Baptist, and the North American Mission Board were all intersecting in my life uh partnering together, helping me to see the bigger picture, not just Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. And Nam called me to come and be their director for uh for multi housing church planting. Hmm. And that began yeah. that journey of of uh, taking what we had done in Montgomery and and planting it all over the continent. And so the first year or two that's what I did. And then later on I had the privilege of really, you know, uh, I as I say to pastor missionaries. Uh yeah. They had allowed me to be the ambassador first to the vice president then later to the president to go and and to be mobilizers and and to connect with our missionaries and with our state convention families. So all of that really shaped my heart for, for missions. And then to come back now to be an associational mission strategist With all of this information, all of these inspiration, all of these experiences, and now to take that into Montgomery, into this this mission field here, and just to unpack it, has been really a, a, a wonderful fruition of a dream. You can see God's hand both yeah. upon my heart and upon our Montgomery Baptist uh, life uh, and our churches because we, we have been friends for so long. So we, we're, we're enjoying doing missions together.
0: Well, you're doing an excellent job. And listeners, you cannot tell, but when he was talking about some of those experiences related to international missions— His eyes actually teared up, and you know they're genuine. And because Neil is that kind of genuine person, you're right about the International Mission Board and the Foreign Mission Board. They're real strict on health Mm -hmm. matters, and we can understand why, about being in distant lands and having to deal with health concerns of not only the lead people that it would be the parents, but also the children, some of them having health problems. But I must add that and from an observation of someone who's a partner in ministry, you've been able to take all the experiences you've had of the past, and you've, you've just got a laser focus on meeting the needs of people. Those of you who don't know Neil, there's not a person that he meets that he's not trying to hug and show <laughs> love, the love of God in person. And when he talked about giving his hand to the preacher and his heart to God, he he really did that. He gave his heart to God in the heart of God. His physical heart may be weak, but his spiritual heart is strong. It is very strong. And he has that uh, missional circulation going on in his heart that I think Thanks. is uh, really exemplary. And I want to tell you that. I, um, I appreciate all you do, and I appreciate the friendship that we've had through the Amen. years. Now let's talk a moment very briefly not going into detail uh, what tell our listeners what the Southern Baptist Executive Committee does
1: Well the Southern Baptist Executive Committee uh, in in really one short sentence they're like the finance committee of the Southern Baptist Convention they they are responsible for for the fiduciary of the uh, of the SBC they do business uh, when the Southern Baptist Convention is not in session. Yes. Uh, and so we respond to motions we uh, that may have been made that have been referred to us. Uh, we are the like I said, the finance committee, we're kind of the holder of of those original cooperative program funds. And then the the allocation of that, we distribute yeah. those out to a pie chart that has been accepted and adopted and approved by Southern Baptists at their annual meeting. So we have that responsibility. There's 86 of us that represent uh, all of our state conventions. Uh, we as Alabama is just really, I'm, I'm real proud to say this, that Alabama Baptists give more cooperative Proper program funds than any other convention out there, and so we, as uh, as our state convention, we we are allowed to have five of those eighty six members here, and and it's just wonderful to work with that team. But to think of it from a Southern Baptist perspective, how we can had, can help uh, the the larger work carry forth the gospel of Jesus Christ across the street. That's an excellent description
0: world. of the executive committee, and thank you for. Mentioning Alabama Baptists being the number one contributor at state conventions to Southern Baptist Convention causes and uh, listeners, just to remind you that approximately ten percent of the SBC CP budget comes from Alabama. Now That's we're right. not the largest state convention. We're not. We don't have the most population. We don't have the biggest churches. We don't have the wealthiest people. But I would argue we have some of the most sacrificial and generous people, and, and Neil, you represent that well. Well, Neil, thank you for that explanation. people i'm sure wonder about that and but the executive committee does provide keen areas of function like you 've described. There are other ancillary matters that they take care of as well, as such as the preparation work, event planning for the mm-hmm. SBC meeting, which could not be underestimated there's a lot of a lot of back uh, background work done on that and a lot of um, I guess you'd call it sweat equity That's goes right. into that. Yeah. Dale. Uh, also, let me talk about your your family. Let us know uh, you're a grandparent now, and I know that I'll tell you uh, when you become a grandparent. Those of your listeners who might identify with this, and those that don't, will one day when you become a grandparent, you you become part of the silly club. <laughs> Everything gets kind of goofy and silly because you. It's a different dimension of life, a different time of life. So talk about your family, just a moment.
1: Mary. Oh, I'm, I'm just super blessed to have the best bride I could ever, ever uh, have on the face of the planet. God sent Mary Henry to me uh, in 1981. We were married June 27, 1981. Wow, and uh, from uh, that journey together, we've been blessed with three children, Chris, Laurie, and Patrick. Chris uh, is a financial advisor. And his wife is a doctor uh, in uh, in Central Florida, in Oviedo, Florida. And my daughter in love is is just like our own daughter too. Laura yeah. is such a precious one to us. Laurie and her husband Grant, our son in love, and they have our one grandchild. Oh. Uh, Gianna is five years old. Uh, I write her every week, and I give her a do- I give her fifty cents. She used to give her fifty cents. Every week. Well, she called me up one day. She said, "Poppy, I need a raise." And so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, now she gets a dollar. Yeah. And uh, and but she's just the light of all of our lives. Uh, and uh, and they reside in Winter Springs, Florida, which is outside of Orlando. And then our son Patrick is a single uh, one. And uh, and uh, Patrick is in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. He's at Fort Meade. He's a naval officer, intelligence officer uh, uh-huh. there at Fort. Mead. Uh, and uh, he's uh, very fluent in uh, in languages and also a specialist with Russia and China. So we uh, mm-hmm. we really enjoy being a historian. I really enjoy talking uh, yes. with, with him about some of these
0: things. Yeah, I know you're a student of history, and I'd love to be able to talk with him. Problem is, he can't tell us anything yeah. <laughs> related to the challenges we might have with Russia and China and other adversaries out there. Uh, and thinking about not just Montgomery Baptist and Alabama Baptist, but Southern Baptist in general, and we both try to be positive individuals. Uh, can you just describe in your mind a path forward for Southern Baptist in the days to come, foreseeably and beyond? Just give some of your heart wisdom related to that.
1: Well, there's a lot of stories and a lot of opinions. Uh, and we often say where Baptists are gathered together, there's where two Baptists are gathered together. There's three opinions. And at I would least. say five or six or seven yeah, <laughs> least, opinions yeah. that are there. Uh, I want to think that God is greater than anything I could ever imagine. Right. And, and I believe that, uh, as you said earlier, just about Alabama Baptists, I believe that's also collectively Southern Baptists. There are good people, God's people that are seeking to do missions and to do missions together and to and to reach this world for Jesus Christ. And the passion of that and the cooperative program, which started in 1925, still lies today. Now, you know, we we don't have to be twins to be brothers and sisters. Yes. Uh, and so we will always have a diversity of opinion. And even though perhaps social media raises that and inflames that, and it's just almost a an hourly matter with us, and that certainly is something that that burdens my heart, your heart, so many other yes. hearts. I think we have to look at that in perspective that still the bottom line is, though we may be passionate, I really still want to say we have one mission in mind, and that's the Great Commission, Amen. and one program in mind, and that's the Coampree Program.
0: Oh, well, I appreciate you saying that. I really do. I think I've heard that before. I
1: think you have. (laughs) You created it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for that, really, that affirmation. And I I believe that's true. We're we're better together when we—obviously, the old adage, keep the main thing the main thing, Mm -hmm. and we have an audience of one. That is, we're trying to please the Lord, but we also know that we seek to work together as laborers together for God. That is often— Difficult to do. Families, real good, positive, and productive, functional families have uh, differences of opinion right. from time to time and tensions. But Southern Baptists, I think, are a good family. When we are at our best, we're thinking about the mission we have, the Great Commission. When we are less than our best, we're thinking about ancillary opinions about certain matters. We are not, in my opinion, Southern Baptists are not very good at being able to assimilate cultural issues very well. They're they're usually kind of thrust upon us and we are not separatists at all. We, we're we in culture, we know that. We try not to be, we're in the world, but we try not to be of the world in that regard. So there will always be some difficulties. You and I live long enough to see, we've seen this movie before mm-hmm. in regards to some difficult challenges. Neil, also thinking about cooperation, from my standpoint, I saw the best picture perfect spirit of cooperation in what we call the Serve Tour. That's right. Working with NAM, Serve Montgomery. And it was a river region, what we talk about being the major counties in the river region Montgomery, Lowndes County, Elmore County, and Otago. And that. Uh, a couple of weekends ago, we had that in Montgomery, and I was—I knew it would be real good. And I was able to shadow you going around to see his various ministry projects and locations. I was deeply impressed by that. And I, I think our partners at the North American Mission Board really were very much blessed by the fact that we wanted to be a part of it, that is the Association and the State Board of Missions. We tried to be good partners in that regard, and in my estimation, it went almost flawlessly. I'm sure some things could have been changed, and we learned from it. And uh, just give us an appraisal you might have of it. And uh,
1: Well, I totally agree with everything you, you've just said. Um, you know, the Bible says a cord of three strands cannot quickly be broken— and here was a picture of those three strands right. uh the, the 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 local area river region we call it here in central alabama and that was that was uh, echoed and strengthened through three Baptist Associations, the Otaga, the Elmore, and the Montgomery Baptist Associations, already working collectively and heart-to-heart together. But then with our greatest partner, the Alabama Baptist family, uh, coming together and coming alongside of us, helping us, giving us wisdom, resources, everything. And then the Southern Baptist family through the North American Mission Board and send relief. Yeah. And, uh, and they call it the Serve Tour. And for all of us to come together, bringing the Calvary and the resources to impact this area for Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what happened. We had churches from, from as far away as Alaska and Philadelphia and Chicago and North Carolina, along with many churches from Alabama and the local community who led 50 projects uh, here in the River Region area, everything from block parties to, uh, international block parties to construction projects, just a number of community ministries where we would meet human need and plant gospel seed. And that's exactly what happened. And everybody did it with joy in their heart yeah. and with a step in their spirit. And, uh, and, and they just, they attacked it over that weekend, March 10 yeah. through 11. And God used that, and still, we, we have all benefited greatly from that, but it has also sparked a spirit of revival here in our river region that yeah. we hope that will be sustaining for years to come.
0: Good. And, Neil, uh, taking that template, I'd say to the listeners, and you know this already, we're taking uh, at the State Board of Missions to other locations in Alabama. Now, North American Mission Board cannot finance all this. They have to look at major cities, but we're taking the concept of love— Branding that love, Mobile, Love, Gadsden, Love, Tuscaloosa, and going to the taking some of the best of that, customizing it to the area, working with the associational missionary, and uh, helping, helping uh, they will help us focus our resources. It will be using the money we have, the funds we have at the State Board of Missions, to come alongside our associational partners, and they know best what needs to be done, and we'll be there to help them. So I appreciate you giving us the opportunity to partner. And I appreciate also the fact that the uh, North American Mission Board, that all of us came out of there feeling like we were equal partners Amen. and the impact was eternal. Well, listeners, we've had a really a joyful time to be able to hear from our friend Neil Hughes. And Neil, we always ask before we go, how can we pray for you?
1: Well, thank you for praying for, for me and for our associational family. Uh, we are made up of 76 churches, uh, pastors that love the Lord, churches that love the Lord, that are committed to bring the gospel into the river region. I would just ask that you would continue to pray for our pastors, that, that the Lord would give them strength. All of them are coming out of COVID seasons, and and there's been both the challenges, but also the joys that have come with the new day that's upon them. And I pray that we'll uh, be wise to this new day and that all of us will come to the day when we stand before the Lord and finish well.
0: Well, thank you, Neil. And thank you, listeners, to One Mission, the podcast. This is another episode in which we're able to talk to missional leaders and others and giving us a sense of uh, sharing of what's going on in their lives in order that we might learn from them and also help each other. Listeners, thank you so much for being ones who are in our audience. Remember, we do have one mission, the Great Commission, one program, the Cooperative Program, and many ministries, Great Commission Ministries. God bless you.